Hello, and welcome to Improbably Bad Books by the Elkhart Public Library in conjunction with GoProv Productions. I am Jill Martinson, producer and host, and with me today is our very wonderful Erin Leiter. Hi, Jill. Hey. Thank you for being here. Oh, you're welcome. I'm glad to be here. Yeah. So we were tasked with the genre of horror, and this book was picked solely based on its cover, which is of a very sexy looking woman and a leopard, I believe. Yes, I think so. Yes. I don't have the cover in front of me, but I do believe it was a leopard. (laughs) And this is fun for us because we started making this podcast probably six months ago and then had to take a break for summer reading, which kept us incredibly busy. So neither of us have read the book recently, and we're going to be almost as clueless as our improv productor. (laughs) True. (laughs) So if you've never listened to Improbably Bad Books, we're going to play a clip for you that was done by GoProv Productions. They got the front cover of the book, the back cover of the book, and the genre, and they are supposed to figure out what the book is about and do a little bit of acting for us. So let's listen in. Welcome to our Cats podcast, and we're so delighted to have you here today for our book review of Kitty Goes to Washington. (laughs) All right, Frederick, now you just sit down there, buddy. I know. Oh, who loves the scratching of the belly? Who loves... Oh, no, my hand! Oh, 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 I should have read that sign. Albert, let's, we're, we're live, sweetheart. Let's, we're going, we're going oh, right into it. Yes. I, I'm so apologetic. I, I, I apologize. That's what happens when Delilah, you have a kitty. Yeah. D- that's Delilah, what happens when you have I, a kitty I, on I, sex. I, I, no, it's fine. Now, Albert, um, tell mm-hmm. us, you finished this book, right? You were like, you were all about this oh, book all week. Oh, I, I mean, I saw the title uh, and it was recommended by Amazon. So you figured, oh, it's a sure bet. Oh, for sure. For sure. Okay. And, uh, and so I got the book and, um, it w- okay, who needs a little scritchies? Okay, the scritchies. There we go. Uh, but see, it went pretty dark. Oh, oh for sure. I was yeah, not was expecting that. I mean, you know, I have a love, love, a little bit of hate relationship with, with Kitty. Yeah. With, with, uh, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, you can tell by the scars on my hands. I love cats. Mm. Well, this character, though, too, though, to follow her through her journeys, you know, and that she's going to Washington is. I mean, already that's kind of like a horror, just having to go to Washington. I, I have found that traveling with a cat is, you know, joys and sorrows. Let's just put it that way. Oh. Finding, I know, mm-hmm. I know, finding finding uh, hospitality mm. for uh, a traveler. I mean, if you have a dog, people are like, oh, what a cute little puppy. If you bring in a cat, they're like, what are you, some weirdo? Well, so many people have cat allergies, as we know. We talk about that oh, so much on this I know. show. You know, I I have to take those daily shots. I get that. Yeah, but love. it's a love hate relationship. It is. A, it's a, it's a love. I would say a love love mm. hate. Yeah. Just, you just way yeah. at the end, you got a little bit of you know lots could of, could do without love. that. Just like we have lots of love for Kitty Goes to Washington. Now this book, I could not put it down. It was very engaging. I mean, uh, from the opening paragraph, mm-hmm. it was it was it grabbed my attention. It's stunning. You know, uh, it you was know, stunning. It set the scene. Where you think this is going to be about the the kitty that we've known from the previous books Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. in her rural uh, upstate New Hampshire kind of country farm thing. It's like a reverse Hallmark movie. Mm. It was just amazing. She 
She really, she 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 took us on quite the journey, and she had. I loved that she had her own kitty too. She had her kitty. Uh, I know, which is so ironic. I don't know about the mixing of the relationships. Which um, mm. oh, I, I guess I should say spoiler alert. Oh, uh, she is a werecat. Um, so mm. I just don't. Uh, easy, easy. Okay, I, I think we need that uh, medicinal catnip now. Yeah, oh, here we oh, go. Yeah. I did. Okay. I, I went over the Michigan border, okay. so that's there really you, fine. There you go. Okay. A little, little bit for you, a <laughs> little bit for me. All right. <laughs> so what I, uh, I appreciated most about this, that when she was into that state mm-hmm. and her leopard was there with her, that mm-hmm. they that is when things really got horrific. Well, I, can, I mean, the description of... The claws mm. and how they would rend apart the flesh mm. or anything else. I mean, mm-hmm. when she smelled that somebody down the corridor in the hotel had gotten salmon, oh. the description of her in her leopard state clawing through that mm-hmm. door. I mean, I could feel the splinters oh, underneath my riveting. fingernails. It was riveting. The sure. textural detail mm-hmm. and I mean, it was fierce. It was powerful. She was kitty oh, with a capital K. She was. She. Was. I never wished I was a piece of salmon more in my life. Well, we. Well, <laughs> we'll have to talk about that a little later. Um, Just to be like overpowered that way by a strong woman that knows exactly what she wants. Uh-huh, you know. Uh huh. So uh-huh. nice. I, I learn something new about you every time we do this podcast. Oh, Albert. <laughs> Well, Delilah, as I was saying. Now, moving on from there, though, the complications. If you do this kind of thing in a small New Hampshire town, you're considered eccentric. Yes. But when you go to Washington, D.C., mm-hmm. nine, eight, seven times out of ten, the authorities are called. If you have I shredded mean, someone's door and eaten their salmon. It seems, I mean, you never know who could be in the hotel with you. Could, you could have dignitaries in the space, and it's very I, threatening. I get it. I get it. I, well, see, now. That's what makes it so fun, though, right? Because then oh. then she can just keep and, like, unleash full-blown leopard on the authorities, too. Well, but yeah, most of the time she did, too. Uh, which the first scene was was amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, she bounced from officer's shoulder to officer's shoulder, mm-hmm. taking a swipe along the way. Right. You know, she apparently she can tell who's allergic, and her tail just snapped that one fella in the nose, mm-hmm. and he was down he and was anaphylaxis. Yeah. I mean, that was and terrible. You can, like you, it's palpable. Like you can feel what they're going through. Like, <gasps> that's what I love about the writing. Carrie Vaughn's writing is just astounding. It's like I'm right there. I feeling that guttural ripping open of the cops. Like, it was so good. I, well, and, but see, she also knows the cat in every one of us. I mean, so the next time when she gets into a little pickle, it was, you know, she had that change when she was driving on the Beltway. Uh, not the smoothest time to transition from driver to leopard. I yeah, mean, yeah. downshifting, reaching the pet, all that. But... Lose. The function of your limb, but really. I just I just love it when the the highway patrol came up and knocked on the window and here's this leopard, and she did not attack. No. She did the other, the, the amazing oh. knowing a cat mm-hmm. was she calmly was just 
doing some some grooming. She right. was just looking at Paul, looking at him, just kind of. Then up went the back leg, and you know, you know, it reminded me. It totally reminded me of Puss in Boots from <gasps> Shrek, yeah. right? When they like turn on that full blown like one. I'm just licking myself up. There. Oh, and the big eyes too. Oh my god, oh. so good. Which oh. I love that when one story reminds you of another story, yeah. and you're just like, oh, I can relate to that. Well, yeah, so I, I think she went the extra mile with that little mm-hmm. subplot where. That police officer, Officer Henry, went back to his car and got some cat toys because he's a cat lover. Mm-hmm. Uh, he does some part-time work, apparently, for the local shelter mm-hmm. and was, you know, trying to check with the leopard, make sure that they had a place to stay. And... I mean, it's a, it's a leopard. It's not like it was a tabby cat. <laughs> you know, you're going to go out of your way and, like, help well, that leopard out. I mean, yeah. Yeah. There's, there's going to be a story. Okay. All right now, buddy. Okay. All right now, buddy. <laughs> do, do you need to... Do you need to go out? Are you jealous? Clearly he's worked through his cat now. All right. Oh, wait. I think the zoomies are coming up. After he's, he's gonna... Okay. All right. There you go. Run around the studio. There you go. Oh, man. He's in the drapes again. All right. Um, that'll take him at least 10 minutes to get out. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. So, I mean, I wouldn't necessarily recommend this book to a younger audience because it really is very sophisticated. And the gore, I mean, let's be honest, the gore is just not quite for everyone. Well, I will say, I mean, the wardrobe as described, mm. you know, having a, a, an outfit that is flexible enough for you to change from woman to leopard and back, it's mm. not magical wardrobe. You just have to have something that you can slink out I mean, of and slink back into. Well, I mean, think this this harkens back to um, the Hulk, right? I mean, like exactly. you've got Doctor um, Bruce, Bruce Banner, yes. yeah, and yeah. he has he gets pretty flexed out, you know. And mm-hmm. I, I'm sure mm-hmm. he shredded his fair share of clothing. And right. so same thing with Kitty. I mean, Kitty, yep. like, but yep. that's the thing because going from Kitty to Kitty, you know, you're not going as big as like a Hulk. Right. So it's not, I mean, it it, it doesn't, I, I didn't get the impression that she was like throwing away thousands of dollars every time she got her little cat on, you know. Right. And you notice how every time it shows when she goes through the transformation, how she carefully mm. slinks out of mm. the outfit. It's very cat-like. I mean, you know, it's like, it's you can almost feel like she's she's folding the outfit and leaving it. Mm-hmm. To come back later. Well, I think that goes to the humor that the book speaks of. Oh. You know, it's like right there. That's it, it's she's the, funny. The squirrel scene. Oh my god! I mean, I about died. I, yeah. I, I laughed out loud. I might have cried. I was laughing so hard. Oh my god! <laughs> so funny. Can you oh. believe that squirrel? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I, I, I read that passage to Kitty. Here. I read that passage oh. to Kitty, and I mean, I, I have never heard a cat laugh like that before. I mean. Of course, now that. Was was after a big dose of, of the catnip, but uh, I'm pretty sure it was in reaction to the story. It's a funny story to anyone, cat or otherwise. Yeah. Very well, very well done. Carrie Vaughn has my vote for this book, hands down. I feel oh, like I, is... I can't wait for her next one to come out. I mean, I don't know how she's going to outdo herself on this book because it was so good. I think I'd heard something about, you know, uh, she went to Washington. I think she's going to do a whole... Uh, like the 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 Braun novels where you know uh, the the cat does this cat does this I think you know going to Washington might be the first mm-hmm. and maybe uh, going to Pride might be another one that would be a whole different uh, subgenre <laughs> that would be kind of fun yeah. um, you know goes to Denver well she t- I mean she started with the premise the first book was the Midnight Hour because yeah, yeah. you had to reveal that she had this transformation like the wear kitty right like that has to, yeah. it's like setting up the premise and now yeah. it's like she can go anywhere she wants. 
Right. Exactly. And this guy, so maybe they'll put her on an airplane. Oh my goodness. Could Kitty's you on a plane. See her on a plane. I could see that. Kitty's oh, on a plane. I hope Carrie Vaughn's listening to this review because, mm. or we should just, we should reach out to her on Instagram. I well, feel like we should totally let her know that we've picked up her next novel for her. I just, I just want to make sure that Samuel L. Jackson is represented because I, what, what an icon. I mean, yeah. Are you, you're talking about turning into a movie. Well, of course. Oh, I mean, see, you're way ahead of us, Albert. You're writing, so way writing of this quality. I mean, needs to be shared with a wider I audience. I want to see all the gore. I want to see all every every little nail that just rips that flesh open. I want to see. It. I could see a chibi version, you know, anime kind of cutesy thing too. Oh, for sure, with yeah. the big eyes. Yes. Oh my goodness. Yes, and the little you know hash oh. marks up there in the middle yes. of the sky. And, Oh, yes, and I yeah. can hear the music even too oh. behind it. I can with the anime. I mean, I don't know about oh. what it would be like with Samuel Jackson's like music. Go Teen Titans. Oh, mm. I could see that. This is going to be so good. Carrie Vaughn, you're welcome. You're welcome. Well, and thank you. Mm. I mean, thank you so, so much uh, to, to Carrie for, I mean, I mean, this this is, uh, I, can't, I can't even. It's okay, Albert. Let it out. Let it out. I mean, when you see a cat represented not as subservient, but as in power Mm -hmm. and blossomed, Mm -hmm. where they're encouraged to be who they can be and not just to be defined by the roles that they are assigned. Mm -hmm. Uh, Early in life, I just... I love Albert, this character so much. I love it. You're such a good cat, man. I'll tell you what. You, the, the tenderness that it takes for a person to be a cat person and that heart that you have. It's just, just a great big old heart just busted wide open oh, thank there. You. Just, I thank you so I much, so Delilah. Much. I, yeah. This podcast means everything to me. And I, I just, uh, I hope those of you out there listening, all of our, our listeners. Our um, listeners love I, you, Albert. I, I think I'm, we're up to, oh, it says here, uh, 57 uh, subscribers, so uh, just tell your friends, um, you know. Uh, well, just... and tell them to pick up Kitty Goes to Washington because this book, this is a flagship book, I think. Oh, flagship. Oh, it's mm-hmm. it's just the most amazing thing. Yeah. All right, well, that's it for us today. Yeah, we're so glad that you joined. I'm going to need a tissue. Here. Okay. This is Delilah signing out. Oh, this is Albert, y'all. Just be good to your kitty friends. Hi, this is GoProf. I'm Steve. I'm, I'm Julie. I'm Greg. I'm Julie. I'm Steve. I'm still Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. <laughs> I'm Greg. I don't know who I am anymore. <laughs> we are GoProv. Bye-bye. Thank you, GoProv Productions, for that tantalizing <laughs> rendition of Kitty Goes to Washington. And kudos to Frito, who just got to meow the entire time. <laughs> All right, so I feel like this book needs to have the back cover read to you so that you can understand what kind of motivated them to go in that direction. So Kitty Goes to Washington is the second book out of 16 of the Kitty Norville series. And this tantalizing sequel to Kitty and the Midnight Hour, celebrity werewolf and late night radio host Kitty Norville returns to take on dirty politicians in America's capital. Kitty Norville prefers to be heard and not seen. So when she's invited to testify at a Senate hearing on behalf of the supernatural community, her and her face gets plastered on national TV. She inherits a new set of friends. She also inherits a new set of enemies, including a vampire mistress of the city, an uber hot Brazilian werejagger, a Bible thumping senator who wants to expose Kitty as a monster, 
Kitty quickly learns that in the city of dirty politicians and backstabbing pundits, everyone's itching for a fight. Sounds a little true to life. <laughs> Absolutely. I I mean, that joke about pride that they had in there, I thought was pretty cute. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. could be her trip to Africa to see other Jaguar prides or, you know, take it in <laughs> as you will. However, as this book goes, I uh, do agree with them. I do not recommend this for children. It wasn't scary. Definitely had some heavy adult themes. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I enjoy that Kitty was a radio host or is a radio host in this series. It makes her character very well-spoken. The lines are funny and dramatic. It reminds me a lot of 1930s radio dramas in the exaggerations and how she does her phrasing. I believe in one point of the book, she said, the night was dark. It was darker than any night I'd ever seen before. So dark that when the moon glowed, it didn't seem to matter. <laughs> it was just like so dramatic. Yeah, yeah. It was also a great choice for her. It was kind of shows how she was trying to live sort of a normal life in the only way she could. So she gets this job that she's able to do at night and also kind of on the run because I in the first book, I guess, they kind of keep alluding to the fact that she's without her pack. Yes. And she's on the run from her her previous pack, the alphas yeah. in her pack. And so she's able to do her radio job uh, with the help of some friends that kind of get her plugged into different stations as she's on the run. So it's a good job for her to have in her new lifestyle. <laughs> Absolutely. So the improvers weren't far off on how much she's going to be traveling in these books. That's right. That's right. <laughs> I thought the book was a little long for what it was. It was enjoyable but a bit tedious in the washington portions yeah of I agree. It. like yes. when she was actually presenting in front of the senate it felt drawn out um however the problems that she was facing are very relevant to what we see happening in current political states so i guess it was relatable in that sense absolutely it was that's what kept coming to mind with the the bible thumping preacher or senator i guess and uh you know, so many of those issues, it's like they took some of our current issues and put a paranormal spin on it. You know, a group of people who are sort of on the outside of society and society doesn't even want to believe that they exist. And uh, they're trying to just live their lives, you know. So it was an interesting spin to put on it. Yeah. And this actually, I just had to look it up because I wasn't sure. It was written in 2006 or published then anyway. So, I mean, same problems nearly 20 years later. Right. (laughs) Yeah. I really enjoyed the character of the vampire mistress. I thought that that was a fun spin. Um, Was not expecting the ending. No. And and it it was interesting, too, to have because, you know, I read a lot of vampire novels and they're always men you know so it was kind of interesting to have this strong female vampire who has who's the head of this family yeah it was kind of like a a gang you know almost like you think of the head of the mob or something but she's kind of pulling all the strings there in uh in washington and as far as the creatures of the night i guess yeah yes so kitty goes to washington had two strong intelligent female characters and i appreciate the book for that I appreciate the book for being entertaining. I mean, I didn't read the first one, but I was able to follow this one fairly easily. It definitely stands on its own. Yeah. yeah. It was it was a fun read. It was a long read, but I 
if I get bored enough, I might check out another one of her books. Yeah, yeah, I think so too. <laughs> it, was, it was a solid, you know, three stars for me, probably pretty yeah. solid. I would agree with that. Yeah, it's not my typical genre that I would go for, but I really thought that the voices and the characters were good. Yeah. And, and don't read it because you're not a horror fan because it definitely there's nothing really scary or gory about it, especially it's really more about um, it, what's fun to me is to see how this person finds herself in the situation and learns to live life as that as a werewolf, uh, as, as something she never expected to be. And that was kind of the fun, you know, they're what we consider monsters. But when you read the book, who's really the monster? That's perfect. <laughs> That's the ending of the podcast right there. Thank you, Erin Leiter, so much for being on You're with welcome. me today. Thank you. This is Improbably Bad Books, produced by the Elkhart Public Library in conjunction with GoProv Productions. You can find Kitty Goes to Washington at any of our locations and online through the Libby app. Good night.